it's just so much easier to do it. Um, hello, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Unavailable Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. I'm joined by my main man that I haven't seen in a minute, Jimmy Cologne. What's going on, Jimmy? What's, what's up, bro? How you doing, bro? Doing good, doing good. You good? You joining me today, bro? What, what, what you want? Give a little insight about you, though. What, what's your name? Where you from? What you doing? My name's James. Um, for everyone that knows me for a minute, calls me Jimmy. Um, I've just I've been busy working and stuff, doing whatever I can, staying sober. Um, mm. I got two kids, uh, two amazing kids. Um, if, for anyone that knows me, knows my kids are disabled, but um, they conquer everything. They're amazing. That's that's really the most important thing about my life. Mm, I love to hear it, man. That sounds so lovely. I don't got no kids yet. Soon though, maybe in the far future. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, you want to join me today to talk about some stuff? What you want? Is it like what's the the main topic you wanna you you wanna talk about today? Just recovery in general. I mean, I was actually happy that you uh, invited me to do this because I think more people need to understand recovery and what what people go through when they're trying to get their lives together. Because uh, mm. people don't understand that. You know, to some people, like, drinking may be normal. You know, you can go out, you can drink, and then there's just people that are born differently that we we can't do that. We can't control our drinking. And um, same thing, like, even with, like, drugs or, like, weed. Or, there's people that'll do, like, maybe do some coke, like, once a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. But addicts, we can't do that stuff. Anything that's a substance, except yeah. my personal opinion. Okay. But um, <laughs> just pretty much anything a substance is affects us differently we're not gonna mm. be able to stop we're not gonna know when enough is enough basically even when our pockets are empty we're still gonna want more mm. so. man that's deep that was deep but by 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 because you're saying you know we like you're talking about like some point of view you're talking about people who have that like addictive personality so to say yeah okay. it's like it's a disease uh, we call it a disease and um it's the only disease you will ever see that will tell you you don't have um, cause wow. like I, I, I go to a home group, I got to know a lot of sober people and there's people that have been sober like 25 years, like, and they'll still struggle with every once in a while that their head will start telling them like, bro, you're good. You're not an alcoholic anymore. You've gone this long. You can do it. And then there's people that will relapse after mm. that long and still be the same because it's just a disease. That's it. It doesn't go away. That's crazy. I never, I never had anyone explain it that way because I don't know. I have a I have a brother who has who 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 goes through the same thing. He has a very addictive personality. He yeah, he, I remember your brother. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He he goes he he has um the same I guess the same I guess you can say disease so to say. So I I, I have some like insight, not insight. I can relate with it like witnessing it of uh, people like uh, of trying to change and trying to like you know fight it, but it just like you said it always comes back and tells you like oh you're good or. Mm-hmm. You you've been good for a while. Just one time, you'll be alright. Just try it once one more time, and then it just you know goes back to a whole other thing. Um, but but thank you for joining on joining us. Uh, yeah, this course. is it might be a, it it will be it kind of will be um a sensitive topic almost for people who are who are listening. But I this is the point of the podcast is get people who who are willing to talk about things like this just to you know give insight because like you said some people don't might not understand. My people some people just look at you and be like. Oh well, he's an addict. Don't don't talk to him. Don't mess with him. But instead of, instead of doing that, they should like you know talk to you. Like what what makes you? What what can we do? All that stuff just to just to help out. But thank you for joining me. Um, if you want if you want to start by like telling us a little bit about your your, your recovery with um, you know, what, what was the journey like of going um, through it? 
Well, I, I, I kind of, I was a late bloomer. Um, like even when it came to weed, like I didn't start smoking weed until I was like twenty one, twenty two. I mean, I drank here and there as a, uh, as like a teen once in a while at like twenty. Um, once I hit twenty one, I didn't really know I had a problem, but I was drinking like I wasn't even drinking all the time. But when I did drink, I didn't know when to stop. So like my way of stopping was I was throwing up all over the place. And I couldn't function. That was how I stopped. Mm. It, there was no just, hey, I'm good. I don't need to eat. And um, then later down the road, um, I started to figure out when I could stop. You know, like I'd stop here and there. But then what became the problem was I needed it all the time. Like I could control when to stop, but I still needed it all the time. Like I always had to have some type of alcohol in my hand. Mm. Um, beer. Vodka, it didn't matter. Um, actually, last time I relapsed was a couple months ago. Um, I just started drinking bottles of Ian Day, just a whole bottle. Like, I'd be in work and um, I'd be drinking in the bathroom before I go. And I was a cook, I was going on oh, the man. line drunk, you know? Yeah. And I'd drink a bottle, I'd be drinking at the sober home. Um, this was like when I was still at the sober home. And I mean, I was going to my meetings drunk, you know? I'd go in the bathroom and took me a while to realize uh, that I was actually an addict. And I also eventually got into uh, cocaine. And um, it was like I fell in love because for people that don't know, cocaine makes it so you can drink, un- like, unstopped. You just keep drinking and drinking and drinking and not get sick or hungover the next day. Mm-hmm. So for an alcoholic, that was, like, the best thing to ever happen. So, like, then I got real bad. It was with the coke all the time, drinking all the time. Weed, again, I don't consider a problem for me. But, like, you know, I'd smoke my weed. But it was, like, all big about drinking the coke and like it was 24 7 just mm. all the time really yeah. that's that's crazy but so on this like man that's sorry it was just no yeah you're good you're good you're good, you're good. <laughs> man that just it just caught me off guard because i just known you for so long i just didn't I know, know. Yeah. i didn't know like th- now when because I like I said I known you for a while, and was it was it back then where you like did you realize it was back then or was it more like later later? Nah, when when we used to hang out back in the day and everything like ball and all that, I was just smoking weed here and there. Like I didn't really oh, okay. have, even with the drinking. Like I wasn't even drinking like that. I guess you could say the addiction part didn't hit me till later because like even back then if I drank it wasn't really that often and I didn't feel I needed it. Mm. Um, but it's actually kind of funny because um like a good couple of years after we used to hang out and everything I ended up with this like place for like mental health and um this doctor tried to look at me and tell me I was an alcoholic and like I was hardly drinking at the time and even the nurse looked at me and she knew me and she was like you're not an alcoholic yeah little did I know that this doctor had already called something that was going to happen to me later in life that's crazy doctors know man especially mental health and now you said mental health cuz that's a that's a, that must have to like that must be a big like uh, playing it as well, because it has to do with a lot of your mental. Yeah. Like man, we did we did an episode on that before um with with Christy because she actually she actually goes through a lot of mental health stuff. But um so at what point did you think like on your journey like when you realize you know I'm a I'm an addict and all that stuff at what point did you decide you know I don't want to do this anymore I don't want, I want to be sober. Um, well that's the thing uh, when it comes to really wanting to stop it has to be you. Um, 
because there's plenty of people that try to stop for their kids, which I did before. Try to stop for their parents, which I did, didn't work. It doesn't actually work till you want it for yourself. Um, they sometimes they'll call it a selfish program because if you try to do it for everyone else, it's not going to work. So um, honestly, and you already you know uh, about this, but uh, when my dad died, um, he overdosed and you know the death was real hard for me. So at that point, I realized I was like, I want to be sober. It was like I didn't start going to rehab till like after that because my dad used to try to get me to go to rehab. And mm. I used to look at my dad and I was like, dude, you need to go to rehab. <laughs> freaking sitting at home snorting heroin and telling me to go to rehab, dude. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, once he passed, I was like, I thought about how I felt, how my family felt, and I was like, I'm not going to do that to my kids. Mm. So then I started doing it for me, not just for them. And that's what it is. Recovery really took off for me. Wow. I think that is like that. That's the main. That is the main thing. Is when you decide for yourself that you don't want to do it anymore. Because, like I said, I had a, my brother that he he he's addicted to certain things too. And like at at points that he got, he did he did do better. And I think he was trying to do better for himself, his kids, and all that stuff. But it just sometimes you know the mental health and all that stuff takes over. Because I, I now you can let me know if it like if if it um if I'm have the right mindset with it. But like with addictive personalities and like that you you need to drink or you need to do all these things you have to have a, a um in order to stop right for yourself you have to have a, a um like a clear mental state you have to be in a better mental state or or you don't think that really plays a big role in it no yeah mental health definitely because like i'll tell you um i got borderline personality disorder ptsd severe anxiety and depression and um if i'm not dealing with that mm-hmm. my chance of recovery dim a lot um, because I got to be in the right state of mind to want to even be sober. So if I'm going off the rails with my emotions, then I'm being sober is going to be 10 times harder. Oh, okay. Like, that's why I figured that you have to be in a more, you know, calm mental state. But um, what are, uh, where, what, like, how far along are you now? Because I know you said a few months ago that you, you relapsed, so you've been a couple, been a couple months Um, Actually, clean? I'm going on 120 days. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah. That's good, bro. Congratulations. Um, but how how's your how's this journey been? Trying to become sober and everything, and trying to you know do the right thing for yourself and change for for yourself. Hard as hell, bro. Honestly, but it gets better. That's the best part. Like, I I can tell you stories about me. I can tell you stories about plenty of people. Like, what? After a while, things just they don't. It's not that the sobriety being sober gets easier, but it gets better. Um, like I I go to a meeting with a guy that's uh. 25 years sober, this dude's rich. Like, he's got everything, dude. He's got everything. He's got the nice, he's got like 10 cars and all nice cars. He's got like three houses. He actually owns five bars in New York, Damn. all gay bars. But, um, and he's not gay, but yeah. <laughs> he owns five gay bars in New York. And again, everyone's journey is different. Like, yeah. for me personally, I could never own a bar. There's yeah. other people that can never own a bar, but mm. everyone's recovery is different. And this guy's been sober 25 years, and he owns five bars in New York. Wow. And he goes and works with them and everything. Like, But, like, I can tell you, uh, there's another dude that uh, works there. I mean, works there. It's my fault. There's another dude that uh, goes to my home group that's got plenty of money. Like, this dude dro- was dropping me off the other day in this nice Lincoln, bro. Like, I didn't even know how to work this dang car, bro. <laughs> like, it had all these different buttons, and, like, it would show you on the outside when the car was locked or unlocked. And, bro, you open, you open the door and lights come out from under it. And I'm like, yo, this car, like, it's trippy, bro. 
it's just like as long as you take it serious and you really want it, then your life changes, man. Like mm. hey, just for me, things have been getting better for me since the moment I got sober. Like everything's just been working out for me. Like I, I was on the run for a year and a half. I had warrants and I was supposed to have to do time. And my lawyer was able to get me off of that because I was in rehab. And um, now I got sentencing coming up, and I might. It looks like I'm probably not gonna have to do any time. Um, I got Good. working now. Um, you know, I'm trying to find a place of my own. I'm doing good with my kids, providing for my kids. Mm. Um, yeah, man, life's good. That's good. That, that's good. And um, I, I I've witnessed or or like I've witnessed people who who like who come off addiction and stuff, and because they like you can't. I, I don't think you can get rid of almost like that personality trait. Of, like you, it's addiction, right? But it's like I, I've I've witnessed people who who go from you know doing all those things to because you're saying how people. People you know like are doing doing better for themselves. They they, they kind of almost take that and put it into a positive addiction of like doing things positive for yourself that that will help you in the long run. Like maybe they like he said he got five bars. Maybe he was like you know I enjoy this. I'm enjoy I enjoy making people's nights or like whatever the case may be. And now he cha- he used that to to do it towards that. So I think um like it's not it's not always bad to have that type of have that personality because you can use it for something good and. I don't know. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think I, I think just you know you can always use that um that personality for something good. I don't know. I don't know how it is for someone who does it, like who 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 has that personality of like just changing your mind of like I want to do something else for you that might help you in a positive way instead of a negative way. No, you're you're right. It's basically we we turn that addiction and the need for a substance into like a need for a better life. Mm. So like same way we're constantly fighting for things like robbing or you know pulling guns on people whatever the heck it is we do to get that uh um that next hit or that next drink mm. we're now doing not well obviously not pulling guns on people have a better life but, <laughs> <laughs> i mean but, it works for some people <laughs> it does. some people get a better life out of it i guess but uh no we're just taking that that same effort and doing it putting it into a better life like wanting to stay sober wanting to better for our families wanting to have a better life that's i just can't you know i can't imagine and it, it, it kind of struggling to see like i said with my brother it, it was hard to see um and, and stuff but you you know we always just you know hope for the best but um how because you said you are you currently living in a uh, like a um recovery home or are you on your own uh, i'm currently living in a sober home i've been there okay um i mean when i relapsed i had to leave but they held my bed for four to five days so um oh nice okay i, I guess you could say all together i've been Oh, how's how's that going? Like, how is it being surrounded by other people who are doing like on the same journey as you, the same process? It is good. Uh, they just lack female sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guy, you got uh, twelve Yo. dudes in one house, and you know, <laughs> things get a little hectic sometimes. I mean, I'll tell you one thing: some weird ass jokes up in there, bro. <laughs> Yo. Got some leopard dudes stuck together all the time. Shit gets weird, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, not the female capacity. <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. That's funny, hey, man. Men, men are men, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's not bad. Like, yeah, I got people that understand what I'm going through. You know, I got a roommate. He's pretty chill. You know, he he's annoying, but like, he sees me going down the wrong path. He's just like, bro, yo, why are you doing this? Why are you mm-hmm. doing that? And sometimes I'm just like, why don't you go fuck yourself? You know? <laughs> but other times I'm like. 
right. I should probably uh, listen to yeah. this. He's having more sober time than me. I should take what he's saying into consideration. Yeah. And, you know, just like any other place that has a bunch of guys stuck together, every once in a while, you know, guys start going back and forth and we're like, yo, is it about to break down? Dude's about to hit each about other. About fight? <laughs> but uh, there hasn't been a fight so far. So, I mean, it works. You know, we're doing all right. I mean, I just don't understand them. I seem to be the only guy that's had girls before, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm literally the only guy that's ever had a female in that house, bro. <laughs> oh, so you're allowed to bring other people in then? Yeah, we're allowed to uh, have visits. Just obviously no females can go in our room. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> not that we need them to be in our room to get what we want. <laughs> Am I allowed to, like, say this to Yeah, somebody? man. Yeah, all right. Hey, I don't sure. got... Because no... I'm going to be free, you know? Be free, man. I don't, I don't have no filters, no nothing, man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, bro, it's, it's cool. But, yeah, we're allowed to have visitors and stuff. Like, it's a sober home. It's not like a halfway house. Um, uh, Yeah, because I'm familiar with those halfway houses. Yeah, halfway houses are different. There's more rules. It's kind of like being in rehab but with a little bit more freedom. You mm-hmm. go to work, you can have your phone. Um, but in a sober home, like I, the only rules I have is I have a chore to do. I have to be home by 11.30 during the week, 12.30 on the weekends, like, okay. which is all day, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, Got to write in and out where I'm going um, when I'm getting back. Um, that's about it, bro. Make my bed in the morning. Nice. Nothing, nothing serious, bro. <laughs> I can do whatever I want as long as I'm staying clean. I mean, yeah, we get yeah. recesses, you know. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there's nothing to worry about. So, 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 would it make it like? Is it kind of easier then being surrounded by other people going through it, like going trying to be, you know, being sober and everything? Does, does it make it easier living around them rather than maybe like an apartment complex or something with other people that you may be? Who might not be in the same? Obviously, not trying to recover from anything. They just live in their life. But what you think it's easier being in a house like that or being more surrounded by you know random people? It's easier. It's yeah, definitely, it's easier. Like, like it's kind of like the, when you go to rehab. Um, rehab's easier because you're around so many people that understand what you're going through. Like, when I go to rehab, and a lot of people tell you this, it's not the counselors or the staff that helps you stay sober. Mm-hmm. It's each other. Like, we keep each other sober in there. Like, to be honest, the last time I was in rehab, I was, I was started using in the beginning. Like, I was in there, and I had dudes cheating pills for me. Mm-hmm. And one of my boys, like, that I had come in a little after that, we started holding each other accountable. And, like, he actually was the reason I stopped doing that stuff while I was in there and started taking it more serious. Mm. Um, and I honestly believe if it hadn't been for him, I probably would have kept doing it the whole way through, and then I wouldn't really be sober this long. That's good though to have someone who, like hold you accountable. Accountable, sorry. I think that's, that's a, like a good thing to have in your corner almost. And like you said, your your roommate is, is sounds like a guy who got like who got your back. It was like he understands like if you're trying to you know go back or whatever, he got you. I think it's really important that at least have at least one person who can relate, but also have your back with the situation. Because, like, like, people who are on, like, house arrest, right, they have, a, like, a PO officer. PO officer is not going to really care if you, you if you leave. He's still going to go home and live his life. But someone who can relate with you, I think it's so much more important to have someone like that than to have someone who doesn't really care about what you're going to go do and, uh, and everything. Um, so it would be easier then. Well, it is easier living in a house like that. Now, because I know we were talking before that you, you're trying to get an apartment and everything. Like how how do you think you like by yourself? How do you you think you'll be? Is it more challenging or is it more 
easier because you're like almost by yourself. You don't have to worry about other people doing certain things or, or whatever the case may be. Um, it all depends. Like again, everyone's recovery is different. Um, I actually was supposed to move out a little while ago, but um, I didn't because I you know I have a sponsor and a sponsor. I don't know if for people that don't know, sponsor is someone that we constantly connect with and talk to on the regular. That that's got a lo- lot longer time sober than us. That'll tell us what you know we should and shouldn't do. Mm. And um, my sober wasn't you know told me it wasn't a good idea. I had a couple people tell me it wasn't a good idea. So didn't end up uh, moving out at that time um, but I've gone to the point where I'm pretty much ready and it's gonna be hard um, no matter what it's gonna be hard uh, mm. but you can't hide from it like I, when we're sober you just can't like especially for someone like me like I, I struggle with drugs but my biggest problem is alcohol I can't hide from alcohol mm-hmm. I can't watch the so- Super Bowl without seeing alcohol dude. yeah like everywhere yeah. is alcohol bro and, and that's so funny because that's kind of like how we're like I mean, not funny, but like crazy, because that's how we reconnected. Because it was the Super Bowl, yeah. and you're like, you're like, oh, what are you doing? I said, oh, I might be going out to the bar, and you're like, I'm sorry, I felt like the biggest asshole. I'm like, I'm so sorry, bro. That's not what I was trying to do. What I mean, you can't be like that. Like we, we don't, we don't want people to be sorry. Like we don't, don't expect life to change for us, bro. We have to change for life. That's just the way it is. Like we gotta learn to be around it. That's 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 a good way to put it. That's a good way to look at it. But yeah, the, like that was that oh, was. I'm here to take over this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have at it, bro. It's 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 fun, man. I, I really enjoy doing this thing. And you you might never know. You might be like, hey, you might enjoy it, bro. You might it might be something you want to you know put put into. It's really it's really fun. But that's funny, uh, crazy though, because that's that's how that exactly how we reconnected. Because my dumbass had to be like, but that's what I mean. You're not a dumbass <laughs> because you don't struggle with alcoholism, so you can drink occasionally. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wouldn't expect you to be like, oh, damn, I meant, nah, bro. Everyone's different. You're actually, it's funny, you're what we would call a normie. A groups. normie? Yeah, that's what we call people that can drink without a problem. We call them a normie. A normie? Because, <laughs> <laughs> okay. like, that's just, that's just how I was, I, I was learned, like, I learned what to call people. The, the like, slang term. We don't know how else to call, like, oh, someone just doesn't struggle with drink. No, we just say a normie. A normie. Know? Okay. Cool, so, I'm a like, normie. you should never feel ashamed, like, unless you're, like, Throwing alcohol on me, you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That would never happen. That would never happen. Uh, shoot, that's crazy. That that is crazy. That's how kind of like you know how life works. I haven't talked in a while. I'm like it's just like meant to be, man. Meant to bro, be. Shit like I'm glad you're here too, man. It's I'm good to see you, here. bro. It it is, good it's good to see you too, bro. It's been way too long. You still oh. playing basketball? Or no. When I can, when I get the opportunity, nobody plays no more, bro. That's a fact too. That is a fact. I stopped playing a while ago because some stuff happened with my, my old best friend. So I kind of like lost passion almost for playing it. But I play when it comes Do I know that best friend? I don't think so. Brian? Oh, no. I no, thought okay. it was, uh, what's his name? <laughs> um, big dude that dunked on you. Huh? <laughs> you don't remember? Who, Marcus? <laughs> Marcus. Oh, bro. my gosh. See, I don't know if we should get out to this, on this, but I saw Marcus, bro. Did you? Yeah, his wife works at the rehab I was at. No way. Yeah, his wife that he's got that kid with now. Yeah, so you're down. Yeah, he... I, he he was working there for a little while in the kitchen too, bro. No way. Yeah, I saw him there. It was it was crazy, man. Actually, I think he actually told me about that. I think he told me he's seen you. Yeah. I think so. He might have he might have done that. Yeah, I still talk to him here and there. He's doing his, his basketball thing, and all that stuff. So, um, I didn't know you knew Marcus. 
I fr- now I just realized we all used to play. Yeah, all, all of us. O- OD you remember Melo and Marcus used to go back and <laughs> All the forth. time. We used to fight all the time. <laughs> but, um, so how's, like, like how's some, how's your life improved? So it's been since being sober and everything. How's, how's, how's it been? Um, first I'll say people trust me now. Um, my family couldn't trust me. Nobody could trust me because, um, I, you know, we're drug addicts are very manipulative. I could tell you and make it sound so sincere just about anything and get a couple dollars. Mm. Like, I would do for my family all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom, especially my sister, my brother. You know, I'd be, I'd be sitting wherever I'm staying, whether it's on someone's couch or whatever, and be like hitting my sister up, like, "Yo, I'm outside. I'm like starving. I haven't eaten in like three days." Knowing it's bullshit, but mm-hmm. like to get like twenty bucks so I could fucking go to the bar or go get a bag of coke. You know? Yep. And it's just now people actually trust me. Like, you know, it was for a while there. You know. Like my brother, my brother for a while there, like he already knew if I was calling him, I needed money. And mm-hmm. he, I give my brother props because it's not easy, but he didn't want to be an enabler. So he was like the first person to put his foot down and be like, bro, don't call me for money. I'm like, yeah, I don't care what your excuse is, you're not calling me for it. Because he knew, he knew what it was wow. going towards. And I, at, at the time I was mad at him, but now I respect him because it's not easy. For people that deal with family members, and you probably know this. Yeah. People that deal with family members that have addiction, it's hard to tell them to not help them. Yeah. But sometimes you have to do that. And when yep. he did that, I was like, wow, all right. You know, and it was something that helped me. Like, you know, having someone like, yo, I'm not going to give you money because I know what you're doing. Yep. And uh, aside from that, um, just I get to spend more time with my kids. Um, back when I was using, I was more concerned about being fucked up than spending time with my kids. Like. Mm. I used to barely get to see my kids, and I would rush out on visits with my kids so I could go get fucked up, or I would come to the visits with my kids fucked up. Mm. Um, you know, I've seen, I've been seeing you on on like Facebook recently with them, and it just it's it's it's, it's heartwarming to see to see yeah. you. I I feel like you you like you're more active with them and seeing them more like on Facebook. Like mm-hmm. I I've been seeing you with them a lot more, like posting poster like posting them a lot more. And it's it's happy to see because I know I know how much you love your kids, man. Well, I, 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 like, I mean, honestly, between you and me, I haven't seen them like, in person in like four months. Oh, okay. Um, but I've been video chatting with them and stuff like that. But um, something better than nothing, you know. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Um, I, I don't think I would have officially really thought I realized I even had a problem with getting addicted. Um, because it gives me something to fight for. Like, even mm. though I'm doing it for me, I have some, like, a long-term goal. Like, those those fucking kids, man, that'd be awesome, man. So they were the best thing ever happened to me last year. Best. Oh, so, I love that. I love that, man. That's awesome. That's how I feel about my nieces and nephews. Yeah, well, <laughs> kids, I'm going to tell you something. Kids are... It's different when you have one, though. I'm going to tell you now, bro. Uh, a lot of people, that. bro, I'm telling you. And I used to say that, too. That. I'm like, yo, everybody says that. Everybody says that. <laughs> yeah. And then, yo, my daughter came out and cried for the first time, of, like, ever. Yeah. I like, came out, and when she cried, and I heard that first ever fucking cry, bro, it was like my whole life turned around. I started crying like a baby. <laughs> oh, I man. I care, man. I, everything. <laughs> yo, that scared me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was funny. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> that what was that ringtone? Uh, Eminem. I'm uh, leaving heaven. Oh, okay, that's a good. That's a good song. That was. <laughs> that was out of left field. That just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't even think the sound to my phone. 
<laughs> oh, but that's good though. So, so it's been it's been a lot more positive and more happier than than you being sober right now. Yeah, it's been good. I get to enjoy life. I get to actually realize I'm enjoying life. I thought I was enjoying life before, mm. but um, you know, driving home drunk, swerving all over the damn road, um, you know, barely walking straight, you know, staying up for days. Not fun, mm. you know. It may have, I may have thought it was fun at the time, but it's not fun. Being coherent is fun. Word, it is. It is dope. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you, you know you you're on this journey of like sobriety and everything. Um, I have another, I have a question. Uh, because there's not on one of the questions, but like, do you think you like? We live in East Stroudsburg. Do you think your hometown could be an issue to to it? Cause I feel, cause for me, I struggle from mental health from living in East Stroudsburg. Cause I like I, this place makes me really depressed, and I really, I like, I don't like being in in this town and being in this in Pennsylvania, regardless, actually. But, um, like for but for someone who has addictive personality and everything, how, like, do you think living in the same area, the same for a very long time or most of your life, do you think that that takes the effect? Hell yeah. Um, one of the things we say uh, in recovery is uh, stay away from people, places. Mm. And even if it's not for your whole recovery, it's definitely in the beginning. Um, so, like, yeah, people, places, and things. This is my stomping grounds. This is where I, I could, if I wanted to right now, I could probably have Coke delivered to me in, like, a half hour. You mm. know? Um, so that is a bit of a problem for me. Um, but the way I see it for me, and not everyone can do, not everyone's different, but mm. um, for me, I got to be able to last here because I, I'm not good last anywhere. So if I can be around it and be in my stomping grounds and I'm not using, then I can go anywhere in the world. But I, because you know, at some point I want to help people. I want to go to like Kensington, Patterson, yeah. you know, help people that are struggling with addiction. If, if I can't handle being here, how am I gonna be able to go to Kensington, go under a bridge, and talk to some dude with a needle hanging out of his arm? You know, that's true. Because I'm a, I'll be sitting next to him in ten minutes, snoring a line. You know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I I could let you know right now you're doing the you're doing you're doing some work right now with you know talking to people because there's some people I don't know who listen to this and they might just be one of those people who are like who 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 need that you know words of encouragement or hear someone who's going through it and then you might be the spark in someone's life right now just just like and then make them want to turn their life around as well so you're doing work right now my man you're doing I, work listen, right now I hope so and if somebody is listening to this and you do struggle with addiction yo there's plenty of help. There's so much help, and it don't cost a damn dime, yo. All you got to do is pick up a phone. It don't even got to be your phone. Just pick up a phone, and you can get help. And I'm telling you, this shit works. Mm. Appreciate that. What about you? Like, what if someone reached out to you or talked to you? Would you Would you talk to them? Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, hell yeah. I mean, I don't want to sit and give out my information to everybody. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but usually, um, usually, usually, honestly, I do that. like, I'll, shit, I'll give out my Facebook, James Cologne. Add me on Facebook. Uh, Picture of uh, fuck, what's my picture? Um, oh, no. I but you, know, usually, but usually, anyway, you, you know, <laughs> find me on yeah. Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Um, I I don't give a shit, and I'll definitely you can definitely hit me up. And if you're struggling with uh addiction, I'll definitely help you out. And at that point, I'd probably have to give it out. But uh, <laughs> you know. Okay, no, just making sure. Cause usually at the end, at the end before I close out, I tend to um just to make sure because I'll, I'll like. In the description and stuff, I can just like put your links and stuff. So if people do, or they're like, oh, I want to talk to him or something. They can just click on your link, whatever, and they'll go to a DM you, whatever the case may be. 
I just wanted to make sure, like, if you were comfortable enough to talk to Hell somebody. Hell yeah. Hell okay. yeah. You could definitely put my link in there. And anybody, I don't care if you're fucking shooting up heroin when you message me. I don't really care. I don't mm. care if you're down to the bottom of the bottle. Yo, hit me up. And I don't, you know, we try not to judge, you know. Like, I, I've gone to my meeting when I relapsed drunk, and nobody judged me. Everyone knew I was wasted. I had the bottle in my pocket. Like, like I was drunk as hell, and they could smell it out. But there wasn't a single person that looked at me and was like, yo, bro, what the hell are you doing? Get your life together. Mm. There wasn't a single person that looked at me and was like, yo, get out of the group. Because they know it's a struggle. So, like, seriously, anybody hears this, you need help, he's going to put my link. Click that link, message me, and I'll hit you up any time of day. Word. I'll put that I'll put that um, in the description for you. But um, what, are, do you, what are some, like, misconceptions or, like, stereotypes that people tend to put on people who are recovering or, like, and stuff like that? Oh, my God, I love this question. Yeah. <laughs> yo, we get so many stereotypes. First of all, people cross the street, yo. They, but that's when you look like an addict. Like, I, I don't know if you know this. I don't look like an addict. Nah. Because, like, I, I used to, but, like, I make sure I dress good now, you know, regardless. Yeah. But the thing is, like, people look at homeless people or addicts and immediately it's like cross the street or they want money oh. or something. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, hide your liquor, you know, hide your money. Don't mm-hmm. let your wallet laying out, bro. We're not all like that, man. We struggle, but we're not, we're not, you know, we're people at the end of the day. And so many people get these automatic perceptions. Like, yo, like if I go to somebody and bought to borrow money and they know I'm an addict, it's like, oh, he's going to fucking go do drugs. He's mm-hmm. going to go drink. And we're, again, we're just, we're people that struggle just like anybody else. The same way people struggle with mental illness. The same way people struggle with, I don't know, other stuff. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no, people I got struggle you. with eating. People, like, yeah. everyone has struggles. And, you know, you, some of the struggles we're eating, you don't go to them and say, oh, my gosh, hide the food. We can't bring the food around. Yeah, 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 You know what I mean? So, like, there's a lot of misconceptions. And, like, even people, like, look at me and when I'm like, yeah, I struggle, I'm in recovery. And they're like, they look at me different immediately. Immediately they're like, oh, all right. And that's wrong. It's life, bro. But, I mean, we've given people reasons to look at us that way. Yeah, but that's why you're going to walk around and judge every single person you see. That's just. I honestly, if someone looks at you in some way, we should be. You should be the one judging them. Like, why are you so quick to judge somebody like that? Cause I, it just really, it, it, it bothers me when I hear, when I hear that. Cause like, you see the man, like, you know how many times you like on the internet, right? You can see fight videos and stuff, right? Yeah. It, it bothers me so much. Cause it's just like everyone just sitting here recording and watching it, and like this man could be knocked out on the ground, and he's still going in or whatever the case may be. It's just like, what, what, what are you, what are you gaining from it? What are you gaining from, like, oh, oh, he's an addict. Well, I'm not going to talk to him or whatever. Like, go out of your way, man. Like, talk to him. Try Like, it, it, it irks me. It, it bothers me when people, you know, do misconceptions or, like, or, or judge right off the bat with certain people with and, and everything like that. This is, honestly, bro, it's this world. It's only getting shittier. You already know that. It, yeah, it is. It's getting worse and worse. <laughs> things ain't getting better. No, bro. it ain't. No, it is not. So there is so so you do struggle well not struggle but like you do witness stereotype stereotypes and misconceptions oh, yeah. with people yeah. that that's kind of messed up and how how does that does that like mentally mess you up or like mentally get you down for a little bit or something like does it sometimes me- I get okay. aggravated sometimes like uh like I told you I'm back working with Frank and you know I did a lot of dirt to Frank um, back in the day and Frank knows I went through my addiction and Frank's given me plenty of money that I said I could use for one thing, for his addiction. Mm. And it took a little while before Frank like would trust me. Like, you know, 
If I asked you, I could ask Frank for ten bucks and really needed that ten bucks, and he'd have been like, "No, it's not happening." You work, I pay you. That's it. Mm. And that's because of things I did. Yeah. But I would get mad. Hell yeah, I'd be like, "Yo, why doesn't he trust me?" Like not thinking about the fact. All right, well, what about all the shit you did to him for okay. all those years? You yeah. Know? Shout out to Frank, man. What is the what are some like some ways that helped you strengthen your your recovery? Like in the like right now or before whatever the case may be. Um, staying busy. Um, okay. staying busy is a big one. Um, mm. when I relapsed, I had a lot of spare time. I was getting bored, and um, boredom is not good for us. Boredom is like already automatically a sign of weakness. If mm-hmm. You have too much boredom in your life. First thing we're thinking about is all right. I'm bored. Yo, what can I do right now? I won't be bored. It's like that's the thing. Like for users. We could just sit. I could just sit on this damn couch high with a beer, and I don't gotta do nothing all day. But I'm gonna be having a good time. Mm. But when I'm sober, I gotta be doing something, or I'm gonna get bored, and I'm gonna want to do that. So like, you know, with working, I volunteer. Um, I um, pretty much just anything. It doesn't matter. Like anything. I go hang out with a sober friend. Go to my meetings. I hit as many meetings as I can. Yeah. See my sponsor. Anything to keep me busy. Like I can obviously have some downtime. Yeah, but like too much, then I'm screwed. Bro. Okay, like, you, I'm get, screwed. you, I can't imagine you start probably thinking to yourself and getting in your own head. Then hell yeah, being bro, by yourself. first thing that pops in my head is yo, what's tomorrow? Mm. Bro, like between you and me, dude, I'm not, I'm not even allowed in any of the bars on Main Street, bro. For real? <laughs> yo, no I started way. building up tabs and then just dip and just dip. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, Dixie, don't make you do some stupid shit, bro. No way. Yeah, like pretty much every bar on Main Street, because I, you know, at the time I didn't have money and I needed my alcohol, and I just start building up tabs and then dip, and then the next day build up a tab at another bar and then dip. Yeah. So like, it's kind of good that I'm not allowed at any of the bars, but yeah, it's kind of embarrassing too. It's like, yeah, I can't go to, I can't go to Muller's, I can't go to Weary's, you know, I have so much issues at bars, Mm. and it sucks. But at the same time, I'm not tripping over it. I ain't trying to be in a bar or anything. There you go. And everyone's path is different. Your journey is different, man. You're gonna, I know you're gonna make it out of this thing. You're gonna, you're gonna be, you're gonna call me in like 25 years, like the other guy. You're gonna be like, yo, I got a yacht. You wanna go on a yacht? We're going out. We go like, oh, bro, shit. <laughs> I, that would be, not, you know, it's funny. You're the second person to be telling me this shit, bro. I was oh, where? The dude <laughs> in the Lincoln, bro. We were just talking the other day. He was like, yo, I had nothing. Da 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 da. I got sober and now I have all this money and I'm like, yo, so basically what you're telling me is get sober and get rich. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yo. Shit, everybody needs to get sober. <laughs> exactly, there you go. So, so, since we're, you know, talking about like that, is there any aspirations you have for yourself for like, with your so, being so, um, sober and everything? Like starting a business, opening, um, I don't know, like helping other people or like things like that. Like, uh, I, I definitely want to, I have goals. Um, it's, it's hard though, because like some of us, we screw up our lives between our addiction. Like now I have a felony on my record. Mm. Um, you know, I've done time. Um, a lot of, you know, some of these things we can't undo, but, um, I still, you know, it's always good to have goals. I still have goals. You know, I want to start my own business at some point. I've gotten a lot of trade work, a lot of experience in a lot of areas. So at some point I want to start my own, um, remodeling business but oh, nice. um yeah it's always good to have goals because if we don't have goals excuse me um what's the point you know why what are we really getting sober for you know mm. and i have got goals you know my goals you know get a house eventually one day drive a maserati 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> well, I used to work at uh, Kalahari. I was valet. And oh, that, word? Yeah, and those, one of those came in. I was like, damn. This shit's nice. And I was like, damn. And it was fast. Too. I'm like, damn. What is this? And I had to figure, like, look it up. I didn't even know what it was at the time. <laughs> I was like, Maserati, dang. Then I started seeing them everywhere. I'm like, is this a sign? Do I need one? <laughs> you need a Maserati, bro. <laughs> Everybody needs a Maserati. They're bro. nice. They're really nice. Tesla's are too. Tesla's oh. are nice too. That 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 was nice. I got I drove a lot a lot of nice cars. I drove a lot of nice cars it was up there. Um, but yeah, Teslas, Maserati, nice. What Land Rover, Land, Range Rovers? Those are Range nice Rovers too. are nice. Yeah, damn, Those bro, nice. you drove everything, huh? A lot of people come up there. A lot of people from New York. A lot, a lot of people from New York come up no there. No Lambos. No Lambos. No Lambos. Yeah, I saw a couple Lambos one day. I was over. This was a while back. I was working at Texas Roadhouse, and yo, it was like this. Rich group of dudes just came through, and one dude had a Maserati. The one dude looked. Damn. Out. Wait, wait. The one because there was a dude with Maserati <laughs> and three guys with a Lamborghini, and then there was this one guy that looked really lame because all he had was a Porsche. And, I, and, and you know, a Porsche is an expensive, nice car, but it when is. you see a Porsche next to a Maserati and three Lambos, you're like, dude, you don't got no. Yeah, money. like, what are you doing? <laughs> you you shouldn't even be hanging out with them. <laughs> they feel you're bad the, for you. You're in the wrong friend group, bro. <laughs> They, they feel bad. They feel bad for you. They just said, yeah, you can ride with us, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, your car's okay. You might as well come. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so my, my, that's what you want, eventually? Nah, bro, honestly, bro, I'll be happy with a Mustang, dude. Mustang? Dude, yeah, oh, Mustangs yeah. are nice, too. Dang. Dude, you give me, it don't even got to be a new one. You give me a nice 69 Mustang, Shelby, and I'm good to go, bro. Stick or automatic? You can't drive stick. You can't drive stick? <laughs> I just, I, re, I learned not too long ago. Nah, Probably like a year and a half ago, one of my, my one of my friends, he has a Mustang actually, he has a Mustang, and I was like, how do you how do you drive stick? He just threw me in the driver's seat. It's actually pretty pretty easy. I've tried, man. I yeah. still got it. I stalled all the oh, time. Oh, that's that's the bad part. Stalling. I I haven't stalled, but I can't go backwards. Reversing in the damn thing. Oh my god, bro! Not just that, sitting on hills, bro. When you're on a hill, <laughs> yo, I'm the type of guy yeah. I'm panicking. I'll fall back into the car behind me, dude. I'll pay fucking insurance guy. Thing coming that way. Jesus, dude. take the wheel. <laughs> so what? What's the, like the most rewarding? Rewarding of um, you know, being sober. People wanted to be around me again. Um, when I was using the wrong people, wanted to be around me. Um, mm. You know, everybody was my so-called quote-unquote friend. friend and uh once you know you stop buying them drinks and you stop giving them drugs those people disappear real quick because mm. uh now i'm sober and every and i mean every single person i dealt with back in the day and there was a lot mm-hmm. none of them are anywhere to be seen no one none good you don't they need were them all anyway. my best friends my homies of course my dies they're all gone bro but now i get to see the real people i got Real people in my life, you know. I got real family, um, and that, that's all that matters. That's the best part. Is like exactly. people trust me again. My mom loves like my family always loved me, but they want to be around me now. Yeah, you know, I, you know, um, I got other people that want to be around me now. Yeah. Whereas back then, I I didn't even want to be around me. Shit, mm. I didn't want to <laughs> be around me, dude. I hated me. I was like, yo, you're a fucking loser. Talking to myself, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You suck. No, I don't. Wanna go get high? Yeah, sure, let's go. Oh gosh. <laughs> like, it's good, man. It's good to, that people want to deal with me. Like this this opportunity right here this is a great opportunity. This shit wouldn't have been happening if I was still fucking throwing my life away on drugs and alcohol. Mm. So when we when we knew each other, right? What 
You said you oh, you're doing smoking weed for the most part. Yeah, I was just smoking weed here and there. Maybe once in a blue moon I drank. But okay. It wasn't like a problem. I, I was gonna say I never really like I enjoyed being around you. Wasn't yeah, it? no, yeah, I wasn't like I said I wasn't using. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I wasn't like going off the rails or none at that time. Got you. Yeah, I enjoy being around you. I'm not no lie, bro. This guy hits me up after like I don't even know how long talking about he enjoys being around me. Yeah. The other day, <laughs> the other day I'm calling you. Oh, I can't pick up the phone right now. I'm getting food. I, bro, I was. You got two hands. You got two hands. One for the phone. One for the food, dude. This guy. Can't, it was I cold. can't talk right now. I'm with my wife. You know how many people answer the phone with their wives? Come I, on. I tend not to, man. I tend no, to I disconnect it. for the weekend. I respect it. But, I'll be honest. Because usually, you're the first person I heard to ever do that. So, I oh really? It. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people hate it. I'm not gonna lie. People I talk to, like my friends, and shit, they hate it because <laughs> she 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 goes to school all week, so I'm oh, here so all week. Don't get no time with so her. on the weekend when she's home, I I tend I I tend to disconnect. I don't be on my phone. I don't be on anything. I just because we hang out, we go out, we do things. So. I kind of give her all, all the time. So Monday oh, through. Oh, hella respect for that. Okay, see, that's all you got to yeah. do. That's all you do. Explain that shit. Instead of never picking up your phone. Explain My bad. Explain that shit. Now I got more respect for it. Before My bad. you just look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I should probably explain that part. That's why, I'll, yeah, I don't have no friends because they don't like it. I'm like, I don't yeah, care. Fuck them, well, yeah, I was like, I don't care. I don't need friends. <laughs> Honestly, bro, you don't, bro. I don't really got friends like that. I got, on the regular, I talk to my baby mom. I video my kids. Mm. I talk to my mom. I talk to my brother and my sister. And that's it, dude. I mean, now I'm talking to this girl. And mm. that's it. I don't talk to nobody. I don't hang out with nobody, bro. You're the mm. first person I've come and hung out with probably since I've been there, dude. Really? Yeah, bro. Oh, like, legit. I don't hang out with nobody, I'm bro. I'm honored. should be. Bro. My <laughs> time is expensive, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking that fucking football when I leave. <laughs> Hell no. That's my football. <laughs> Wait, so, actually, because you mentioned you're talking to a girl. So, have you were you in a relationship before, like at all, like so? Yeah, actually, I completely didn't even think about this. Um, the person that got me into coke was the girl I was with. Oh, okay. She actually, the funny thing is, she used to do before my dad died. She used to do drugs with him and never told me. Neither one of them told me that they were meeting up doing drugs together. What the hell? Yeah, I didn't find out till my dad told me one day. It was before he passed, obviously. But yeah, one day we were in the car and he was like. I used to link up with you. Because we were broken up at the time. He was like, I used to link up with Vicky. And we would, you know, do drugs together. They never did nothing else. But, like, you know, that enough threw me off. I was like, damn. And I never knew this shit. And I was around her all the time. That's and I'm crazy. like, yo, when the hell did y'all find time to fucking get together and do drugs? <laughs> That's but, crazy. Um, basically, yeah. So, um, for a while. All right. So, when the stimulus shit started, mm-hmm. that's when things, like, I, I was bombed. Stimulus shit came out. I got an $8,000 check off the rip. Everyone was Then balling. they were giving me $600 a week. Yeah. I was in there, bro. So I'm driving rentals every day. I got my own place. I'm smoking weed, selling weed. And, yo, I got girls coming to me all the time, bro. Dang. And uh, one of the girls, actually, that I was uh, messing with, and I'll tell you, like, later what actually ended up happening. But, um, anyway, this one woman I was messing with, she was, like, 43. But she did not look it, dude. Did not look it. She had a blue job and everything, bro. Like, she was fine. Italian, too. Yo. And uh, she was actually shooting up heroin, bro. Like, I used to oh, watch wow. this chick shoot in her neck heroin. But that was never my thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I wasn't even doing coke. So, like, I would sit there, you know, watch her. I didn't care, whatever. And um, 
So, like, yeah, I was just in the weed. I had a lot of respect for myself. I was like, I don't do other stuff. And, I, you know, I let her know that. I was like, we can mess around and whatever, but I don't do none of that. Yeah. And then um, the one of my old, my friends who actually lives at the sober home now with me. He oh, used to be crazy. just as bad of an addict as me. And now he's got more sober time than me. Through him, I had met this chick. And uh, we went to go hang out with her on her birthday. And uh, she had just turned 40. And she didn't look it either, dude. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I don't know. Yo, these older women these days don't be looking old. But anyway, um, so we go hang out with her and her friends. And, you know, they're doing coke and stuff. And, you know, she offers me something. I'm like, nah, I don't do that stuff. So, you know, we had a good night. You know, she stayed up all night because she was on coke. I stayed up all night because I was going to go and talk to her. Mm-hmm. So we just stayed talking till the morning. So we leave. She hits me up. I come back. She wants to get in a relationship after a little while. I'm like, nah, I can't date someone who does drugs. Like, mm. I'm not going to date someone who does that stuff. And she's like, all right, I'll stop for you. So she stopped for a little bit. And um, she would always talk about it. And that, you know, oh. I would start getting curious about it. And that okay. was the problem, you know. I never was into it, but then I fell in love with a girl that was into it and would talk about it and got me curious about it. So I didn't even, my first time wasn't even with her. I was actually not even with her. I was at a party, and this dude that I know um, offered me some coke on a key. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Sure, I'll try it. And it just took off from there, bro. Wow. That next thing I know, then I went. I was like, it was like I fell in love. I went to her, and I was like, yo, I do coke now. She's like, great, we can do coke together. Oh, and that's where everything took off, bro. Wow. But um, real quick, so that chick that I was saying that I was sleeping with, did the heroin in her neck. The first time I go to rehab, guess who signs me in at rehab, dude? No way. She does. No she way. Had gotten, I'm telling you, this type of stuff happens all the time in recovery. She had gotten clean and was working at the rehab and was actually one of the people to sign me in. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. Stuff like that happens a lot, dude. Wow. So it was, so you, so wow. So when you weren't sober, it was pretty crazy. Pretty crazy uh, in a relationship. Bro. So um, so with the relationship thing, so would this be like your first relationship if it continues on being sober then? And does she does she like understand like what you like you're going through and everything, or you guys haven't got that far yet? Um, no, she knows. Um, okay, it wouldn't be my first relationship in recovery. There was one other girl, um, but that was just a bad relationship. Actually, okay, it had nothing to do with addiction. That was just. But um, with this girl, um, I usually try to tell girls off the rip. Um, I want them to know immediately because I don't want there to be any just confusion when I'm like, yeah. yo, please don't be drinking around me. Don't be doing this around me. And then like, know, or yeah. even if you do certain things, I can't be with you. And um, you'd be surprised. Some girls actually find it attractive, dude. Yeah? Yeah, nowadays some girls are like, wow, for real? Because everybody uses now. Everybody at least smokes weed or something. Everybody, so, man. Yeah, so nowadays Everybody. you tell a girl, like, I don't do nothing, I'm sober, and they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't even know guys like you used to look at this, dude. Interesting. Like, seriously, <laughs> she's, um, but she smokes weed. Okay. And she drinks once in a blue moon, mm. but um, she, she's cool with it. She immediately told me, she's like, don't worry, I'll never drink around you, stuff like that. Um, That's and, good, then. You know, she smokes weed, but she just smokes, like, the pen and stuff. And that's it. Like, she, she loves that I'm sober. She respects that I'm sober. She knows what I'm like and what I'm not. Yeah. You know, I've explained to her some of the stuff I've done. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, 
I think this is good. I mean, I wanted to find someone that was in recovery, to be honest. I yeah. Think a lot of those relationships work, but um, a lot of people also tell you they don't work. Mm. But um, she just happens to not be in that. But I don't care. Nice. It's working out. That's what I'm saying. If it's working out, then go for it, man. That's good, though. I, I, at least she, you know, she understands it. She respects it. That's good. That's really good. She got her own car. She makes hella money. She's, yo, she's gorgeous, at least to me. Uh-huh. And uh, that's all I care about. Dude. <laughs> that's Listen, it. You drive that's your own it. car. You got your own money. And she got a daughter that's cute as shit, bro. Her daughter is hilarious, bro. That's Fucking it, hilarious. bro. That's, you, you like what you like, and that's it. That's it. If it works for y'all, you keep it going. Mm-hmm. Let me know when the wedding is. That's all. So kind of, we're kind of near the end. We uh, typically do an hour just for it. For it but uh, I just want to say thank you for coming out here. Good Thanks for having me on here, bro. Good seeing you. Glad that you're, you know, able to come on here and talk because most people can't, you know, most people aren't, um, can't do it or, or don't feel comfortable enough. So mm-hmm. I thank you for that. But before you go, what is like one piece of advice you would give to anybody who's trying to become sober or who are currently on their uh, recovery plan, like recovery journey? Um, it's the best thing I do is tell them what's been told to me and helped keep me sober is it's one day at a time. I don't try to stay sober the rest of my life. I try to stay sober today. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what it comes down to. If I try to stay sober my whole life, I'm going to relapse. If I try to stay sober this whole week, I'm going to relapse. Mm. Um, but if I try to stay sober today, then I'm good. Um, so anybody early in recovery, anybody, and work the program a lot. You know, in the beginning, I didn't try to work the program, and I fell a lot. But, um, you know, go to meetings, work the steps. I'm not really big on the big book, but, um, you know, you can get into the big book. Um, just find someone who's in the program, and they'll help you out. Get a sponsor. Mm. Um, but they're going to tell you the same thing one day at a time. Stay sober today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Stay sober today. And it's 120 days later, I'm still sober. So wow, congrats, bro. It must work. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. So stay sober. That's uh, Take it one day at a time. Stay sober today. That's it. Amen. There you go. Shit, stay sober <laughs> for an hour, bro. Fuck there, it. There like, you go. You know hey, you know, it might be tougher for other people. So an hour, make it two, make it three. That's all it takes, bro. That's, that's what's up. But I really appreciate you coming out, man. Thank you so much for being on here. Um, You said I can put your, your thing on there, right? Yeah, you can put my link on there. Like okay. I said, if anybody's listening to this, anybody's struggling with recovery, please hit me up. I don't care who you are, what you do, what time it is. I will get back to you, guaranteed. There you go, and I'll put I'll make sure I put it down there. Thank you guys again for tuning in for another episode. I know this is kind of a, a deep one, kind of heavy one, um, but you know this is the whole point of it. It's a platform for people to share their stories, share what they want to share, you know. But uh, thank you again, Jimmy. I'll put his things down below. Um, catch you on the flip. Deuces. Hopefully we catch we play some basketball soon. But thank you. I don't know we if you out. Can handle it. Do yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>